cast your mind back pre-Christmas, what was the sermon series that we were doing before all the Christmas stuff? Wow. Steve was here at the 9.30. They didn't get it at all. They could not remember. Head, heart and hands. Okay, great. This is another question. I want an answer. What was like the fundamental like crux of what we were talking about when we were talking about head, heart and hands? Discipleship. Yes, discipleship. Being a what was the language that we used? Being a what of Jesus? An apprentice of Jesus. Good. We just need to revisit it at the 9.30, Steve, rather than the 11. That's great. Good. Okay. We are going to be talking about giving this morning. And of course, everybody's heart, as Steve said before, sinks a little bit when we do that. So instead of talking about giving per se, I want to talk about Jesus. Is that all right with you? We're going to talk about Jesus and what it looks like to be an apprentice of him to follow him and to use his example in how we give of ourselves to our lives and to the lives of others. Okay? First off, just a caveat before we talk about Jesus, because obviously we will be getting on to a bit of what Jesus did and he did give of himself. I look out and I see so many of you that give so much of your time already. And we as leadership just want to thank you for that. So we truly, truly thank you for what you are already doing. We do not want to add more burden upon your life. However, that wasn't actually meant for a laugh then, but however, we truly have a vision here of what we believe God has given to us in reaching people from this place into Southport and beyond of his love, of his kingdom coming, of his goodness to us. And in order to do that, we truly do need to give of ourselves. So starting off by saying a big thank you already. So truly hear that right from the off. But let's talk about Jesus. Okay, what was Jesus' heart posture for his people? Listen to this. This is Luke 4, verse 18 and 19. This is Jesus speaking. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. This has been labelled as the Nazarene Manifesto, or in essence, what Jesus has come to do. This is early on in his ministry that he says this. He's fulfilling a prophecy from Isaiah at this point. And he reads this, and he says that in the fulfilling of him reading this, he is saying, this is what I come to do. I have fulfilled this by reading this out. This is why I have come. What is Jesus' heart posture for his people? It is that he wants to serve the poor. He wants to set prisoners free. That is both spiritually and physically. He wants to heal people who are sick. And he wants to free those who are oppressed. Anywhere in that 
Is there anything about Jesus talking about himself and what he is gaining from what he is doing? No. It is totally and utterly selfless. I have come, Jesus says, to serve everybody. Because we all fit into those categories in some way. I have come to serve and to love the poor. I've come to serve and to love those who are captive, both prisoners and those who are oppressed. I've come to heal those who are sick because of my love for you. That is Jesus' heart posture. And we see the demonstration of his love throughout the Gospels that we have in our scriptures. Take John 13, Jesus washing his disciples' feet right before he is about to be betrayed, put to death. He goes round on his knees, puts the disciples' feet into a bowl and washes them. The act of a servant, a slave, would do that in a household. Jesus does this as an act of service and of love. He gets to Judas, the guy who betrays him to death. Does he avoid him? No. He takes Judas' feet and puts them in the bowl and washes his as well. What an act of love and service. What a heart posture of love for others. This is another passage in Luke 4. This is verse 40. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness and laying his hands on each of them, he healed them. Laying his hands on each of them. A big crowd is in front of him. He could have just said, Lord, heal all those who are in front of me. Done. 30 seconds. Let's go. No. He goes to the individual, speaks to them, lays his hands on them individually and says, I love you. My heart goes out for you. I know you're struggling. I know you're in pain. Let me heal you. You are healed. Off you go. That is Jesus' heart posture for his people. That's his love that transcends to us here today. We have got to start, even before we even consider giving anything of ourselves, we've got to start by looking at Jesus and what he did as his apprentices. Because unless we truly have that love in our hearts for others, like Jesus did, whether we're in here in this building, whether we're out on the streets doing something, whether we're at work or in our neighbourhoods or with our family, unless we truly have a love for people, a love for the poor, a love for those who are imprisoned in some way, oppressed, in love with those who need healing, just like Jesus, we're never going to give of ourselves. Why would we? Unless we had love for them. Where's your heart posture today? Is it like that of Jesus? Have you become an apprentice of him to show the love of Jesus onto others? That's where we need to start. 
There's no point in listening any further to me this week or to Steve next week as he talks about financial giving unless our heart's in the right place. Maybe afterwards you want to pray with someone about this. You want to pray that the Lord melts your heart for others. Now, maybe you do feel like you have that heart posture for others, but truly, how do I display that? How do I give that out? Let's turn to the passage that Penny read to us. This is verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. All attributes that Jesus displayed in abundance, that Jesus displayed perfectly. And what are we as his apprentice is called to do, to clothe ourselves in them. That's not a passive thing. That's an active thing. We all physically have to get dressed in the morning. Are we asking God each day, Lord, clothe me. Enable me to display compassion just like you, Jesus, did to others. May you clothe me, Lord, with a kindness that transcends onto others. A humility, a gentleness, a patience. Where's your heart posture? Have you clothed yourself in that? That's where we've got to start. Next, though, if you feel like your heart is in that right place and that you're itching to serve others because you want to display the love of Jesus onto others, We need to know that service is costly. Hannah said to me when when we were um, just discussing what I was going to say, she said, make sure you're encouraging, Simon. (laughs) She said, make sure you are encouraging as you say this because you don't want to tell people off. You want to encourage them. So by the way, this is me being encouraging, just so you know. (laughs) Second point, service is costly. But let's look at Jesus again, because that's why we're here. This is what Jesus says in this most incredibly encouraging way. He says this, Mark 10, verse 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I'm being slightly sarcastic as I say that is encouraging to us. Jesus gave everything up for us. Jesus, in his love for us, gave his life for us so that he could display his ultimate love for each and every one of us. That is what our faith, our apprenticeship to Jesus is hung on. What Hannah told me not to do was to use this verse, by the way. And what she told me then not to do was to say, Jesus gave everything for you. What are you doing in your week to give to others? She told me not to say that. So I'm not saying it, by the way. That's not what I'm saying. But I say it with a bit of jest because truly, do we understand the impact, the heart posture that Jesus has to us, that he gave everything for us? And then what we're asking you is to give a little of yourself, even though you, we know that it is costly to give a little of yourself. 
And Jesus to his apprentices says this, Matthew 16, verse 24. And we had this verse in that Head, Heart, Hand series. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. We know service is costly. We know giving up time is costly. We know that everybody here in this place is busy. We know everybody has excuses and exceptions and reasons as to why giving up of themselves in some form of service and time for the church is really tough. Jesus gave up everything for us and he calls us to deny ourselves. Not placing ourselves at the front of our lives, but placing others. Placing Jesus' love for others at the forefront of our lives. And this includes everybody. This is verse 14 and 15 of our passage. And over all these virtues put on love which binds them together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Serving includes everybody because we are all the body of Christ. Can I have the next slide, please? We're all the body of Christ. Now, we gave you this as you came into church, these opportunities to serve in Christ church. I am not expecting, although it would be nice, that every single person can do every single one of these things. By no means. We are all gifted in different ways. We are all members of this body of Christ that we talk about, the church. And the reason that God has called together this diverse community of people is that he knows each and every one of our gifts. And he knows how each and every one of our gifts complements each and every one of everyone else's gifts to make up the body. So we're not asking you to volunteer in every single capacity. We are asking you to think about what your gift is here in this body of Christ, in this church. Because 1 Peter 4.10 says this, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. What is your gift? Because God has given all of us gifts. You are all valuable here. Whatever you think of yourself Hear this, you all have gifts because you were made in the image of God. We might not have the same gift as the person sitting next to us on our left or on our right, but we do all have gifts. That's why serving has to, in the body of Christ, include everybody. But serving is also proactive. Our next thing we're going to look at. This is verse 17, the start of it. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, the verse continues, we'll look at that in a second. But whatever you do in word or deed, it doesn't say, if you want to, 
do something in word or deed. It says whatever you do, there is an expectation that you are doing something. That you're doing something in the service of our Lord and our King. In words and action, indeed. If you think that I need to be asked to do some of these things, then you've got that the wrong way around. Some people come to me and they say, oh, I, I would have done that if you had asked me. If I asked every single one of you as you left the church going through this list, that would seem quite onerous, wouldn't it? That's not where our heart posture needs to be. Whatever you are doing, be proactive in it and come to me or Steve or Matthew, whoever it says on this thing and say, you know what? I feel really called to serve in this capacity. I'm going to step out because I know that my calling as an apprenticeship of Jesus is to do what you do, Jesus, and to serve others. To give of myself. Don't wait to be asked. Be proactive. Step forward and say, I feel that the Lord is pressing on my heart this particular way of serving. Imagine this vision of serving. I'm going to draw on four particular things in there, just to say they all do a great job already, so don't hear the, uh, anything else of that. Imagine if, when every single person came into church, that every single person got a handshake, a welcome. It's great to see you. If you are new, let's spend some time with you. Let me take you to Cafe 8021, give you a coffee. Let's get to know each other if you're new. Imagine if no single person was missed. How on earth can three or four people as a welcome team truly do that? They do an amazing job. They do. But imagine if everybody knew that they were wanted here in this place. And that they were loved as they came in on Sunday. We've all heard Emily's vision of what kids and youth work could look like. The, really, the vision that she believes God has placed on our heart here for Christchurch. Not much of that vision is yet to have taken place. Because she does not have the team around her. The numbers of people that she needs to put that into action. We are missing an opportunity to display Jesus' love to the 0 to 18s here in this place. To demonstrate his love and to disciple them in their own walk with Jesus. Them themselves make a commitment to follow him and to be his apprentice. At the moment, that isn't happening as much as it could do. Speak to Emily if you think that kids or youth, and I know they're a bit scary would be something that you want to do. Imagine if every single person who was ill, who was in hospital, who was really struggling, had somebody come and visit them as part of the pastoral team. Just come, sit with them, have a cup of tea with them, allow them to talk to them. Imagine if that was the case. 
Am I being encouraging, Hannah? She's giving me this look. (laughs) But this is the encouraging bit. Serving is worship. In all of this, in all of this, I've talked about heart posture. I've talked about the fact that service is costly. I've talked about the fact that it includes everybody and that needs to be proactive. Serving is worship. And we are called to worship. Listen to this. This is Jeremiah 20, verse 13. Sing to the Lord. Give praise to him. That is a command. We as disciples of Christ are called to worship him. Give thanks that he did truly give of himself, gave up his life for us to show us his love. We are to worship him. And in our acts of service, we are worshipping him. Sometimes when I go about my ministry in the week, I think to myself, oh, I really don't want to do whatever this act is. And then when I have that feeling in myself, the Lord really challenges me and he says, Simon, what you're doing now, in what might seem a very small, insignificant way of serving, or in a bigger act of service, he says, this is worship. And you want to worship me, don't you, Simon? And my heart flutters, it changes. My attitude to the whole thing changes. Yes, Lord, I want to worship you. I want to love you and adore you for what you've done for me. And I know that as I serve you, this is an act of worship. Continue on on in verse 17 of our passage. And whatever you do, whether in words or deeds, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Us giving of ourselves, us giving time for others, even when it's tough, even when we don't feel like we have time for ourselves. I get that. It's worship. It's worship. Is our heart posture towards others that of love and of worship to our gods? Jesus says the greatest commandment is this. Love the Lord your gods with your heart, your soul, your mind and your strength. And second is this. Love your neighbour as yourself. Are we worshipping God as Father? through loving our neighbours. What's next? What's next for you? I want you to take this away with you. I want you to read every single one of these opportunities on a Sunday and the opportunities during the week. And as you read them, truly ask the Lord to speak to you about where your gifts lie and where you can serve. I truly believe that as you read these, one of them or two of them may suddenly pop out at you. You'll get a sort of a twinge in your heart. And that will be to you a sign, yeah, you know what? I want to serve in this way. Can I invite the band forward, please? Take this, pray over it and speak to myself 
or Steve or anybody else that it says to contact in this. Additionally, if you look at this and nothing stirs in your heart, but you think, you know what, I do have a gift in this area or that area, and I want to serve, I want to give myself to that area, speak to Steve or I. We'd love to sit down with you, have a coffee with you, explore what your gifts are and how they may be used in this place, all for God's glory, all for the expansion of of him in this place. Let's stand together. And I'm going to pray. Lord, if, if my challenge this morning has been too great, Lord, I repent, truly. Lord, I pray that we all feel encouraged by your love that you have for us and therefore what we can give to others. Lord, may none of us feel condemned. Lord, may we feel stirred by your Spirit to help, to minister, to witness to you in our acts of service. Lord, we give this all to you now. Amen. We're going to worship together. And if you want to pray about any of that, if you want your hearts to be broken for people here, come to the side here. If there's anything else you want praying for, we believe in a God who is supernatural here in this place, who can heal you, like we've talked about, who can deliver you, who can set you free. So come to this side here.